จ๊ะโอเคอืมสเตฟ can we do the roll call please Randall Brand Carlos Castaneda Toshana Cohen here Adama Cohen Supriya Kelkar present Tyler Smith present Amy Terse present thank you so the next item on the agenda is um, approval of minutes we don't have any minutes this uh, at this meeting and um, So uh, the only agenda item for tonight um, is the um, the Foundry um, Design Review Board review. And uh, before we start our um, uh, presentation by the applicant, do we have anyone in the audience who would like to address the Design Review Board on any matters outside of the agenda items? Online as well. Okay, great. Thank you. So um, I think we can let our applicants start. If you can, um, oh, I'm sorry. Before we do that, so because this is our first time doing this hybrid meeting, um, I do have to remind everyone on some um, uh, standard protocols. Um, so turn off all cell phones before we begin the meeting. Sign your name, address, and email address on the sign-in sheet at the podium. If you plan on speaking regarding an item, please be sure to write legibly. Speak loud and clear into the microphone. When you speak, state your name and address for the audio record. Each person speaking during the items from the audience section will have three minutes to comment. And hold all applause so as not to interrupt the progress of the meeting. So I guess that was supposed to be before. I should have read that before I asked for. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, feel free to um, introduce yourself, please. And um, um, we would. We're here. I'm sorry. I think we'll we're starting with staff presentation. Oh, I'm sorry. All good. Staff presentation. Um, it's all yours. <laughs> sorry about that. Thank you. That's okay. Nice to see you all in person, some of you for the first time. Um, my name is Jenny Ander. I'm an associate planner with the city of Kirkland. And um, tonight we're here for the design response conference for the foundry at Totem Lake. It's made up of two parcels. It's located in the Totem Lake neighborhood at the corner of Sorry, Northeast. Jen, can you what? pause for one moment? Yeah. We're having technical difficulties. Yeah. Difficulties. The recording. I would just like to mention that I cannot see uh, if uh, am I supposed to see the packet on the screen. I'm not seeing it. I think it's because my Zoom shut down. So just give me one moment. Sure.
constantly updates. Um, no, it has to go from the council. Yeah, it's not until they turn off. Just, Now I can see it clear. Thank you. Okay, so everyone can see the slide? Perfect, okay. Um, so 
The subject property is made up of these two parcels um, located in the Totem Lake neighborhood. It's at the corner of Northeast 124th Street and 128th Lane Northeast. And it houses two separate two-story commercial buildings making up the um, Totem Lake Commercial Center. With the properties to the west are zone TL7A, which has a maximum height of 80 feet above average building elevation or ABE. And then we have TL9A to the north, TL7B to the east, and TL6A to the south. Each of those have a maximum height of 45 feet. Of a seven-story mixed-use building, it's containing approximately 463 residential units and um, 12,766 square feet of commercial space, and parking is located within a parking garage. The vehicular access is proposed from both Northeast 124th Street and 128th um, Lane Northeast. Two conceptual design conferences, one on December 19th, 2022, and one on May 15th, 2023. And tonight we're here for the design response conference stage of the design review. Um, the applicants also already submitted their environmental review application, and the city's currently reviewing that permit. And after receiving DRB approval, the applicant will be required to obtain development permits for building and grading. Conceptual design conferences, the board preferred massing option three, which you see here. And they asked the applicant to incorporate some upper level courtyards from option two to help break up the facades along 124th and 128th. Moving on to key zoning regulations, there's quite a few, but most of these aren't under the review authority of the DRB. Um, so those will get reviewed by staff and for compliance as part of the building permit. But there are four of these items that I'd like to highlight for the board. So starting with landscaping and tree retention, uh, this project requires landscape buffers along the north, east, and west property lines. And throughout the conceptual design conferences, the applicant proposed to modify these buffers. But the project's been revised um, for the design of the DRC uh, to comply with the zoning code regulations. So that means that a modification is no longer needed. During the CDC meeting, the board asked the applicant to confirm any setback encroachments. So they've provided in the plan set, it's sheet G2.03 confirms compliance with any of those setbacks, but you will see a slight encroachment, uh, which I've highlighted here, of the upper level balconies into the landscape buffer, not the setback, which are permitted under chapter 95 of the zoning code. Particular access, the DRB had asked the applicant to explore alternative access configurations to reduce some of that pavement that was wrapping around the building. Um, the design has been revised and it maintains those two access points, which you can see in blue, um, but the drive has been revised so it's no longer continuous wrapping around the building. And the applicant's currently working with the Public Works Department because to have those two access drives uh, requires their specific review and approval. 
Then finally, the item that requires the board's specific review are the design standards for projects adjacent to the Cross Kirkland Corridor or the CKC. Uh, pages 11 through 14 in the staff report walk you through the site and building design standards. Some of those don't apply, um, like the parking landscape islands. Others of them comply as uh, the project has been proposed, but there are three criteria for the board to review. So those are blank wall treatments, which the applicant will discuss in their presentation, parking garage design, and then also vertical definition. So the board should assess the project and identify any revisions or additional materials needed for compliance for those items. Toward the design guidelines, we can start with scale. At the CDC, the board discussed increasing modulation and incorporating a really thoughtful design, considering how long the facades are along 124th and 128th. And tonight, the board should provide feedback on if the horizontal and vertical modulation techniques are effective in breaking up that building mass. Are the architectural elements effective in creating human scale? Do the facades include sufficient fenestration? And have the concerns overall of the building mass been adequately addressed? oriented areas, we're looking at the access drive, which, as I mentioned earlier, the DRB requested that reduction in pavement, and it's being reviewed by the Public Works Department, and then the pedestrian plaza space. So during the CDC meetings, the board focused on the plaza that was located in that southeast corner of the project and wanting to open that up as much as possible. But the design's been revised, and that corner plaza has been eliminated, but there's a linear public plaza that's been provided. And that runs along the street level of the south facade, which is ad adjacent to that retail space. So we're looking for the board to provide feedback on if the pedestrian and vehicular access points to the building are adequate. Does the design provide sufficient public pedestrian plaza space and street activation? And do the interior pedestrian connections provide for a safe and convenient access between 124th and the CKC? The applicant provided landscaping details within the plan set as long as well as tree retention plans. So the board should provide input on any revisions or possible landscape opportunities that they see to be added to the design. Board and let you know that the applicant has provided the material board and that's what's set up here at City Hall. The board should provide feedback regarding the proposed materials, colors, discuss whether additional or larger samples of the materials would be um, required for any future DRC meetings. Now we haven't received any public comment um, prior to tonight's meeting, so nothing to address there. And finally, uh, the board should deliberate tonight on the applicant's proposal and either approve the project, approve it with conditions, or return for another design response conference. And if the board does determine that another DRC is required, we would ask that you please outline what additional information is needed for that meeting. And with that, I can take any staff-related questions, um, and if none, we can move on to the applicant presentation. Um, members of the DRB, do, does anybody have any questions for staff? 
I actually have a couple. Um, in your staff report, you mentioned that um, the applicant hasn't met the landscape standards for the uh, wetland buffer, and that's something that will be approved during the uh, construction permit review. Um, so this is really more of a process-related question. Is that the standard process for reviewing, um, you know, the specific landscape requirements? Yeah, so for that buffer, it's not that the applicant isn't meeting that criteria. It's that during an assessment that identified the wetland to begin with, um, our consultant found that it was the current vegetation is insufficient. I think it might even be pavement that's kind of out there. So it's that as existing or what's existing is not compliant. And then, yes, it is a standard um, process that through their um, building permit, we'll need to see that and we'll have an assessment to make sure that the vegetated buffer standards are met. So in terms of um, this, the DRB approving this project, if we do approve it tonight, will we then have to um, mention that as a condition of approval to um, transfer the authority to approve the uh, landscaping to staff, or it's is is that a given that staff normally reviews that? For the actual buffer itself, staff will review that, and mm -hmm. we we make sure that that's compliant with Chapter ninety. So that little buffer in the corner is kind of its own special space uh, because it is a critical area buffer. So that's separate from kind of when you guys what are usually talking about street trees and species right, and all that other right. good stuff we usually talk about, that still stands for you. Just that little pocket, okay. we'll check and make sure it's, yeah. it's for the critical area. Yeah. yeah, so anything the critical area is outside the purview of um, the design review board. Yeah, yeah, okay. we'll make sure that that's planted out. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so I think, yeah, so the other thing that I just wanted to, um, since it's been a while since we last discussed this project, um, I think you you captured uh, pretty much the items that you would like staff to, or the, the DRB to review and uh, provide feedback on. Um, is there any other um, items that they, um, in their proposal that so far hasn't been met um, and, and, you know, I'm asking this question because I read in your staff report that there's the vert, um, not the vert, it's the um, blank wall treatment along the CKC and there's a section of it. Um, and it's very specific as far as the dimension that they don't um, address or they haven't addressed. Um, so outside of that, is there anything else that we should be aware of? Yeah, so specifically for the projects adjacent to the CKC, there's those there's three elements that are there. So we're talking the blank walls, and there's also criteria that points us to Chapter 92 for the parking garage. Um, so there's some standards there. And then also, I should know it off the top of my head, and now I have to look. Maybe the vertical articulation. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yes, the vertical definition. The way to the top. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's those three elements of, because I think there might be eight total criteria for projects adjacent to the CKC. Some of them just don't apply. Others, we're able to see that they apply or comply easily. And so it's those three that really the board need to kind of focus on. Okay, great. Thank you. Sure. So now... 
we can move on to the applicant presentation. And uh, we would like to request that um, given, given the, the DRB's concern in the last meeting with your um, massing and articulation that you provide a little bit more information on that. I, I know that we're trying to um, be more efficient with our meetings. And so you could limit your meeting to 15 minutes. We don't really need to listen or you, you don't really need to present on the specifics of your floor plan, especially of the units. So, but we would be more interested in your site plan, landscape plan, and how your architectural draw design is addressing the, you know, both the human scale and obviously for the site plan, the walkability. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Well, we should be able to address um, most or all of those concerns with uh, with this presentation. Good evening, Sign Review Board, and much appreciated uh, city staff. Thank you for having us and participating in what we hope is the final step in achieving our uh, design approval. Our goal is, is and always has been to create the most functional, beautiful, livable contribution to the community that we can through thoughtful design and care in our approach to elevating this long- Excuse me, so sorry. sorry. Did, you, did you identify yourself I'm for the record? To. I'm oh, about to right now. I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> My name's Sean Thorson, Director of Acquisitions for American Capital Group, and I'm joined by our Vice President of Development, David Sennett. Our development and design companies have strived to create a design that is mutually beneficial to the city, the community, and to a viable, healthy development. We're not a merchant developer. We have selected Kirkland as a place we want to put down roots doing our part to contribute to the community as she continues to grow for the next generation. You may already be aware, but the Foundry represents our third project in the city of Kirkland, altogether providing nearly 900 apartment homes with a potential fourth on the way. Here's some of this. Um, as Jennifer has already mentioned, the Foundry at Totem Lake consists of 463 units, 20% of which are affordable, approximately 93 units under the city of Kirkland's MFTE program. We are creating over 12,000 square feet of new retail space that will be located along the right of way inside our new public plaza and open space along Northeast 124th. Special space in this location being depressed from the right of way with limited pedestrian engagement. This page compares the existing condition of Northeast 124th and 128th lane intersection on the left to our proposed condition on the right, now level with the right-of-way. Primary driveway located on the southwest corner shown on the left to the new improved design with our streetscape improvements on the right. over and over again at great cost, doing our absolute best to meet all of your previously stated comments or concerns where they can reasonably be achieved. As such, we are no longer requesting of any variance for this project in regards to our design. However, transportation has asked us to apply for a driveway variance, allowing two means of access to the site. Even though we are utilizing the same two access points that are currently used at this site and are required to have the second access point for the fire department. Two access points also take significant strain off the local traffic. It's residents to use Northeast 124th if they live in the Southern portion of the building. 
paint that they live in the, in the northern half of, of the building. We changed our entire design to remove the internal driveway that was previously proposed as, re, as was requested by the design review board. At this time, it cannot be added back in without, with, while maintaining a functional development. We'll provide imagery on that momentarily. Greater challenge than we initially anticipated. Each corner of the site is at a different elevation and each right of way right of way or adjacent properties at another elevation, making access to this site in a way that meets the city code for this corridor very difficult. This is the reason the existing vehicular access points are located where they are on the southwest and northeast corners. This corner, Volkswagen is roughly 3.68 feet higher than our site. And to the northeast, at our secondary fire access, the site is 7.1 feet below the right of way. The elevation at the right-of-way is two feet higher than the site on the southwest and 7.3 feet higher than the site on the southeast. Established a variety of public amenities, collectively spanning over 24,000 square feet. A new fitness park accessible to the public has been situated to the northwest and is directly reachable from the CKC. features 60 bike stalls conveniently positioned to amenities and within 50 feet of an external entrance with another 190 covered bike stalls reserved for residents throughout the building. To the south, we've introduced a new public pedestrian plaza that runs alongside the entire retail section, providing multiple direct entry points to the plaza and various retail or restaurant establishments along the front of our building. as future restaurants, coffee shops, boutiques, and other establishments that are fun to interact with while enjoying our new plaza along Northeast 124th. Pedestrian entrance for residents in our building will be enhanced with an art installation pending the selection of an artist and approval from the city. This space also serves as a different form of public plaza accessible to everyone. throughout the site, including features designed for pedestrian use like lighting, landscaping, benches, trash receptacles, bicycle parking, art installations, and more. Comparison of the existing condition of the CKC along our site and the incredible transformation that we propose. A 15-foot landscape buffer complying with uh, KZC 115.24 and KZC 92.15 is now included with ample landscaping, trees, a publicly accessible fitness park, and plans to enable two future direct connection points to the CKC. Is the, the building itself has been activated in this area as well. Facing the CKC is our secondary lobby, and lobby entrance, move-in storage, and dog wash. Space is now visible from the trail. Landscaping has been added along the building the length of this floor, and bike parking is located near one of the proposed access points.
primarily of retail parking, commercial retail and or restaurant space, as well as access to our leasing and lobby areas. The proposed 12,127 square feet of commercial space makes up over 41% of our 29,697 square foot ground floor. Retail and commercial spaces will have ample parking directly behind our retail space. Of the new plaza and commercial area. What we envision the future uses of this space to be. Needlessly reconfigured to preserve the mature trees at the located at the southwest corner of our site. To do so, we intend to, to construct a retaining wall with adequate drainage to support the health and longevity of these trees throughout the project's duration and beyond. Activated the frontage facing the CKC with our secondary lobby, residence dog wash, many areas for bike storage, a second move-in storage area, access to the lower garage, and our publicly, publicly accessible fitness or re relaxation park. This image highlights the vertical modulation proposed and the included section shows that the balconies do not extend into the landscape buffer. Activated this area. On the left, our resident dog wash has a commercial appearance with a second, with a large second level lounge overlooking the CKC. On our right is a secondary lobby and move-in storage areas. The city pointed out an area facing the CKC that appears to be a blank wall exceeding the 15 foot of width allowed per KZC 9215. Our design is a tree place in this area to break up the facade and grow over time. Added a vertical trellis behind the landscaped area to comply with the code as written. Frontage features pedestrian activation, the full length of the building. Modulation was used throughout, needed code, but more importantly, generating visual interest, creating the look of multiple smaller buildings and more of a human scale. There's an aerial view that highlights the site's many design elements, including the modulation, pedestrian plaza, commercial spaces, and enhancements made to the streetscape. On the right, there's a perspective focused on the leasing area, which faces westward towards the pedestrian plaza. On 28th, we have created a landscape buffer as required by code, are adding in a new sidewalk with street trees that does not currently exist, and have provided extensive landscaping surrounding our proposed sculpture or art installation adjacent to the third residential entrance. Courtyard opens up to the southeast with views of the sunrise. The section below expresses that the balconies do not extend over the landscape buffer more than 18 inches allowed per code. And this is the only area where they do extend over the landscape buffer. It's an elegant pedestrian viewpoint of our prominent corner serving as a welcoming, welcoming gateway to Totem Lake. Meanwhile, the image on the right offers a glimpse into the newly created streetscape along 128th Lane, beautifully complemented by our art installation. The landscaping steps up with the right-of-way 
to meet Northeast 124th and creates a more aesthetically pleasing transition between these elevations. The previously proposed drive aisle and added a 15 foot landscape buffer. This elevation provides a good visual representation of the topography's impact on the development. This time at our northernmost courtyard, creating views of the sunset to the west facing the village at Totem Lake. Our balconies do not project over the landscape buffer in this area. Pedestrian path pathway connecting Northeast 124th to the CKC and our fitness park. This area is well lit with pedestrian lighting and meticulously landscaped. Shown here from pedestrian perspective and aerial views. It allows up to 80 feet in height and up to 85 feet in the ground floor if the ground floor is 13 foot clear. Our building is 74 and a half feet from average building elevation to the highest point of roof. Our ground floor is 14 foot clear. Development utilizes multiple high-end materials and a color palette that will complement its surroundings. These colors and textures help create a look of smaller buildings working together in harmony. Colors like naval blue, iron ore, and Grace Harbor to name a few. With phenolic panels used at our featured corners to create a high quality wood look that will stand the test of time. These colors are, and materials are all featured on our material board and called out on each elevation of your packets. Each facade creates carries a unique approach to achieve a functional human scale. We have articulated the roof line of each facade, providing horizontal and vertical modulation tastefully throughout the project. The Northwest and Southeast featured corners have a wood look, phenolic panels design open courtyards that then transition into metal panel with yellow accent design on either side. We are now saving all mature trees on the southwest corner of our site. All other trees located along the existing right-of-way are less significant in size, and these trees will be removed as part of this development. As such, while we are removing a few trees, we are planting 112 new trees. This landscaping will transform this area of Totem Lake. Finally, we are converting the area on the northwest corner of our site that is currently paved over to its original state with native plantings. The image on the left is its current condition, is the current condition of the critical area. With our landscape plans for this area as a comparison to the right. This development will significantly improve the impacts of the site and its environment over its current condition by providing more landscaping and updating the site to meet current DOE requirements. We're turning back the clock on an area that has been paved over for vehicle storage for the last 30 years and restoring it to its naturally intended state. Critical Area Determination, SAR 22-00631, our critical area is designed, is designated Category 3, Wetland C, and as such, we are required to provide a 60-foot wetland buffer and a 10-foot buffer setback, which is, which is what has been provided. And with that, thank you for your time. We welcome any questions, feedback you may have. Thank you for an excellent presentation. Um, uh, members of the DRB, does anybody have questions for the applicant? 
Go ahead, Supriya. Um, what is the logic for the use of the colors, the way they have put together on the building? Is there a design logic that you used? Trying to understand why certain colors are applied at certain locations. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's a great question. Aside from the fact that they look good, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, I mean, we, we, we chose colors that would complement the area. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're not using bright reds or, you know, other colors like that. Um, and then also trying to use materials that look more natural. Um, I don't know if you have anything to add. I was just going to ask, is there any specific question into the, the colors themselves or the way that we modulate the building with the colors on those specific modulations? I want to understand why you apply, say, the um, wood textured panel at this at, at this corner versus at other location, or do, why did you have the darker board on another corner? Like, was there a thought behind it on the design? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, our lead architect was really trying to emphasize the corners. So you have some some warm wood, as you can see. Um, from from the photos and from the um, material board and then kind of get a contrast with the dark colors around it. And then again, going back to the light colors sur surrounding uh, the perimeter. And you can kind of see that repeated uh, throughout the building. Okay. Um, this isn't just another question. I'm trying to understand programming. And I know that's not part of the DRB, but trying to get a feel for you now you have about 400 units here right 463 463 um are is there like spaces for families for kids and is that part of the courtyard is that where that is or because i you said there's a uh yeah. the area in the north west corner is not is not a kids area right it's more of a I mean, it's park. it's a park. Uh, oh. So we have benches there as well that, you know, should invite families of, you know, all ages. Um, we have three different courtyards on, on the site. So between the courtyards, we have different amenities. Um, again, we, we have a gym internal to the building. We have a library internal to the uh, internal to the building. We have a game room that's very specified, you know, for kids. So we have, off the top, I don't know the exact square footage, um, but it's approximately 45 square feet per per unit that we have uh, allocated in, in different uses for everybody that's that's there. That's all I had, Amy. Okay, thanks. So I do have se um, several questions. Um, I like the name of your project, Boundary and. I um I was just curious how you came up with the name and how does that relate to the design of your building? It actually is a nod to Peter Kirk and the founding of Kirkland. Okay. So it was a steel magnate. Ah, okay. So, and how um in was there in any way that you used that as an inspiration for the design of your building? It's more of an inspiration to the name. Okay. As opposed to having, you know, I guess more of a hard industrial look. That's not what we're going for. Okay. Um, 
Can you um, walk us through the linear plaza, you know, that I think it starts on um, 124th Avenue Northeast, right? And kind of goes north to where you have the sculpture. And um, you kind of described it as having <clears throat> like um like a, almost like um outdoor spaces where you can have cafe outdoor seating. That was that's in that's in the front. Mm -hmm. So, are you referring to the the front or the one with the sculpture? Well, maybe I'm lost. <laughs> so where where was that photo where you um oh, I'm sorry where was the rendering where you had like people sitting outside? Is it basically along one twenty fourth? Can you see this image? Yeah, I okay. see it. So where my cursor is 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 one twenty eighth. Mm -hmm. This is 124th, it's the primary frontage. And the plaza essentially runs the entire frontage. Oh, okay, it's on 124th. It's on okay. 124th, exactly. And we've raised the site to meet the right-of-way uh -huh. where it doesn't now. So you'll be able right. to access the plaza directly from the sidewalk. Um, and there's areas in there that could be outdoor seating, areas to commune, there's benches and all sorts of other you know, landscaping and amenities. And are you providing weather protection all along? Yep. Okay. The full length. Excellent. Um, and then along 128, I see that you also have water protection toward like uh, from the corner of 124. This is more of a design. Oh, okay. Uh, than, than weather protection as people are not going to be walking here. This landscape actually drops yeah. down about eight feet. Okay. And then the building is set back with the landscape buffer from the, the right-of-way, so it wouldn't make sense to have weather protection here. Okay, so along 128, there there's no weather protection over the public sidewalks. There is not, but we are installing a sidewalk where there is not a sidewalk mm -hmm. um, and you know adding the street trees and the landscape buffer sure. required. All right, um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, along the CKC, um, you showed on, you know, sheet G2.11, you actually had some images that showed trees. I don't know if you can pull it up or not, but I mean, at the very least, uh, can you can you walk us through like the landscaping um, plan along the CKC? Because I, I, I appreciate your one site plan that shows all the trees that you're planning to plant. And I noticed you have a lot more trees on the CKC on all per perimeters, but can you just zoom in on the CKC side? Secondary access, drive or vehicular access, the CKC is over to your right. Um, mm -hmm. And we are proposing trees the full length of the landscape buffer. Um, <clears throat> so I guess now we can um, move on to a discussion.
I have right. questions. You, oh, you too. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Sure. Thank you. Um, I have a, uh, several questions regarding materials. Uh, looking at the elevations and at the renderings here, I see that the balconies have different railings and different materials. I didn't identify those in your package. Could you indicate the different materials, what type of railing, what are the heights? What's the underside of the balconies, if they are meant to be exposed? The, the underside of the balconies are meant to complement the. Um, what is the material the on the uh, to the underside of the balconies? Phenolic panel. Phenolic panel. Is that uh, shown in there? Like that wood piece above the metal panel there. So it all the balconies. It will. Um, it has a seems to like a metallic structure. Is it gonna be covered with the panels? The Railing itself is a is a metal mesh, punched aluminum. Punched aluminum. And uh, it has different colors. Could you identificate which is metal mesh and which of the others are not? So they're all metal mesh, uh, but they're all uh, powder coated. So in some instances, you're going to have the metal mesh, which is black along some of the uh, facade. And then we're, we're complementing that yellow with the uh, hardy material that's painted, you have some uh, yellow um, side panels for a portion of the um, of the decks. I see. Okay, and uh, what is the design of the metal mesh? Uh, is it uh, some sort of laser cut or is it just? They're, yeah, well, it's punched. So they're all punched with like little circles. Is that identified in your package? Uh, I don't. Don't know. Don't no, think so. Sure. And uh, the vertical and yellow yellow panels uh, on that facade. What are those? What do you mean? Where are those? What are those? What uh, material? It's a uh, painted hardy. Is that? Uh, is the color identified there? No, it's not. Okay. Um, for the Canopies that are on uh, ground level, um, what type of materials are you anticipating to use? It's metal with, with uh, glass canopy, isn't it? Yeah. What type of glass? Spandrel. And is what type of uh, paint finish is the metal to receive? Those are typically powder coated as well. So they'd probably be a dark aluminum. And then you have spider clips that hold the glass. And what is the extension of the canopy? The depth. The depth. Do we have that identified in? It's in yeah, I'd have to I'd have to pull it up. I believe, I believe they're five or six, or six feet. feet. Yeah. Okay. And for all these public sidewalks, what are the materials intended to be used for that? And do you have a palette of materials for the sidewalks? I don't know what type of papers or if it's going to be concrete. It'll or... be concrete. And what finish for the concrete? I don't think we have that specified at the moment. Was it brushed? Is that going to be incorporated into the packet? We can incorporate that if we need the finish of the concrete called out. I wasn't aware that that was something that you guys wanted to see. Yeah, typically for all these projects that have some pedestrian, public pedestrian use, we we see with all the applicants 
this type of uh, information yeah, for the race planters. That, that concrete finish is something that we can easily call out. Okay, for the race race planters, there. What is the finish? Same thing. So we have uh, they're all concrete cast in place. Same concrete. Are these yeah. uh, intended to be painted painted concrete or it looks more it, it integrated color? So instead of painting on the outside, yeah, stained. And it has some railing there. Uh, is that glass? That would try to match the, the canopy above. As you can see that there's um, uh, an elevation break as the grade falls away. So we're just trying to uh, provide some fall protection. Okay. Um, for trash collection, are there any outdoor trash enclosures or staging areas? There's staging areas that are approved by waste management in the back. Um, there, it's actually right where the blank wall used to be, um, but that's only during trash pickup. Otherwise, they're internal. Okay. So those are not intended to have any fences or screening elements? They're enclosed within the building. Oh, the staging areas. I was just wondering. Well, when you say staging, as our management team pulls them out for recycling? Well, it's just that we've seen in other projects uh, that there are some staging areas, but typically owners, at least what I've seen here in the city of Kirkland, tend to leave the, uh, the trash containers outside for a very long period of time. And specifically where are pedestrian areas, so I'm just wondering since this is going to be all pedestrian, if... You know, that might be the case with other management companies, but given the fact that we have our own management company, um, I don't see that being an issue. Okay. And uh, the report uh, mentioned uh, three-row landmark trees proposed to be removed and be replaced with nine trees. Um, can you elaborate on that? Well, I which, saw that in the packet. They must be the trees that are on the uh, east side along the right of way. They're not very large, but again, we're we're planting 122. We should far exceed the nine. And uh, what is the difference between those hundred more than 100 trees and the nine landmark trees that are required? I don't know if the city has an answer for that. It wasn't a comment from the arborist in the report. Sorry, can you repeat what you just said? Because I was pulling up the urban forestry report. Yeah, uh, <laughs> in the report that we received, yeah. there was a comment from the arborist saying that three row landmark trees uh, are proposed to be removed and replaced with nine trees, nine landmark trees. Yeah, so he's saying it was the if we were talking about the trees along the west, sorry, the east side. So of those right-of-way trees, three of them qualify as landmark. So that's why they're pulled, called out specifically. And they are intended to be replaced with nine? Is that correct? Yeah, so there's different replacement standards for landmark. That's kind of the, the top of the top type of tree that we try to retain and has protection. So it has um, replacement standards. So that's what was called out is if those are being removed because they do qualify as landmark, it'll require um, supplementary plantings for those. But is it on a specific species of trees that need to be 
planted. I'm just wondering what does that mean in terms of design, if that's that is going to have an impact on the landscape plan. You know, I'm not sure off the top of my head. Um, John? <laughs> so I think it's really just a matter of the number of replacement trees. So if it's, because typically if it's just a, let's say a significant tree, it's like a one-to-one -one replacement typically, but because it's a landmark, so it's more than what, 26 inches in diameter. So we're saying it's a three-to-one replacement. So the trees that are going to be replaced Replacing the landmark trees will be your stand our standard plant or um, tree size replacement standard. So it's if it's an evergreen, it's what six feet tall. If it's a deciduous, it's like a two inch caliper. So we're not going to get more landmark trees right away. If that's what you're asking, it's going to be just more of we're just trying to make sure that the mitigation for the uh, loss of the tree is per code. Okay. Yeah. This is an image of the trees in question. where those trees will be placed on the, the with the new project. All right. That's all. Thank you. I have um a couple of well, a question. Um so I was wondering if you have uh thought of or maybe managed to think about the the retail mix that you're going to have, especially Towards the CKC? There's no retail face in the CKC. So um, wherever you got, can you uh, walk me again through the retail spaces? Maybe it was my mistake. I'm sorry. I can hear you if you're talking. Okay. Screen? Oh, now I can hear you. Sorry. Can you go again? Can you see the screen? Yes, I can. Thank you. Okay. So our, our, obviously we don't have retail tenants. All we can do is envision what would be there. And what we envision uh -huh. would be, you know, boutiques and restaurants or other retail areas that are uh, you know pedestrian oriented for people to be able to engage with and we've provided areas for outdoor seating along the entire length of the plaza there's uh -huh. areas with there's areas within the plaza where they can be more concentrated outdoor seating and you know a restaurant such as on the corner mm -hmm. but you know what those establishments will inevitably be we we don't know um all we can do is is envision what we would like them to be and and appropriately lease Okay, um, so may I ask how many retail uh, spots you're going to have there overall? Because that's a very long. Uh, that's yeah, I mean, it, it's along the entire frontage. So uh, we do have a retail broker uh, on staff that we've hired to help us look at the overall uh, depth, width, square footage, uh, other requirements that uh, they see happening currently uh, within the industry. So with 12,000 feet, um, 
you'd see more than likely anything from about 1500 at the, the low side to about 2000 square feet max. So mm -hmm. we're envisioning anywhere from about six to, to nine tenants. Six to nine tenants. Okay. And uh, basically it's open for either brick and mortar or restaurants, cafes, whatever, right? Yeah, I would say once we get uh, the the overall design approved, we'll actually move forward with uh, getting uh, a retail package out and, and trying to figure out what kind of interest we have from the community. Okay. The reason I'm asking is, and I wish you fast and smooth, you know, occupancy for the retail um, area there. Uh, the reason I'm asking is because one of our, I think main concerns in the DRB is the street activation. And I do see that you incorporated some pedestrian friendly stops along the way. Uh, but my other question is just because um, it's such a long strip. Do you have any plans of maintenance until it's all occupied? Yeah, so again, uh, we, we are a developer, builder, and then manager of the overall building. And so um, just as it's your concern, you know, to make sure that this leases up as quick as possible, that's also one of ours. Um, obviously, the the frontage is a critical uh, item of, of any development, whether or not it's retail or residential. And so making sure that we have a clean frontage uh, is, is something that we will absolutely maintain. Okay. Um, and just a question to staff, not that I doubt that at all. Do we have any guidelines about that at all? About pedestrian protection? I, uh, for, you know, empty spaces until it's leased about how they need to be maintained, how they need to be um, pedestrian friendly, how they need to be clean. I don't know. Of course, it's the applicant's best of interest and I don't doubt that. I'm just curious stuff if we have any guidelines about that. Um, I don't think we have any guidelines, but I, I know we do have property maintenance codes that we can okay. enforce on. So that's just really, you know, keeping the property clean, uh, safe. Yeah. So okay. we do. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. That was my question. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Shoshana. Um, Tyler, thanks for being patient. Of course. Um, first, I want to say thank you guys for putting this together. Um, I appreciate the homage to P. Kirk. My best friend growing up, that's his great-great-grandfather. And Every holiday, they always have to bring it up. So, <laughs> so I know that. Um, the couple questions that I do have is regard to, so the entrance of parking. I noticed there the the side street. I was wondering if we could look at that again. Do you know what the width is for cars coming in and coming out? If there is an equivalent space for entry and reentry, and is there also um, is that supposed to be a combined parking underground for pedestrian and for resident? And how many levels? It's three levels. Three levels. Um, okay. The primary parking area off of 124th is going to be retail um, okay. and commercial. And then behind that, you'll have residential parking. 
obviously probably for people that live on that side of the building. And then on the other above that, you'll have additional parking on the back off of 128 is where you'll have access to the other garage. There's no internal garage that goes down um, and that they will have access to the, the southern portion of the building or northern portion of the building. And because of the location, there's no any there's no street parking provided. No. Okay. Um, and and there is enough um, signage that's that's directing for them to be able to go there, easy access. I don't know if there is a light at that point. Yeah, there's no light yeah, I'm, I'm sure that, yeah. Access off of one twenty fourth. The waypoint taking you off of 124th, and then what's typical is is having the parking signage above uh, each entrance into the building. And there's obviously there's going to be signage on the building itself as well. I see. Okay. Um, okay. I was just curious about that. And again, I mean, obviously the the design's different, but there is accessibility for people to be able to turn in and out at the same time because it just seems very narrow in that spot. Um, all right. The other question was what uh, Carlos brought up when it came to trash. Now, you said that it's at the back entrance. That's where they're going to be picking up and dropping off. Is there some sort of, um, is that also where retail is supposed to put their trash? Okay. Is there a separate part for that? It's internal, isn't it? You go to L2. L2 is not part of that. So you have some common corridor space between the 12,000 square feet of retail. Uh, so you have not only vehicular uh, access to the garage on that corner off the south uh, west corner, but also pedestrian. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I think it's one up. We uh, worked with... Uh, uh, was it waste waste management waste management yeah um is getting the locations and then how to access the the garbage in, in and out so here's trash here not there okay perfect and then my last question um again was regarding to those trees that are going to be removed are you guys planning to replant those somewhere else or Anything, any tree that you take down, is there any sort of rehabilitation and plan for that or relocation? Or is it just remove and then plant new? Yeah, for, for the one, the nine on the west side would just be remove and then plant new. Whereas we're uh, maintaining what the 15 on, on the southwest side. And then that's up to code with the city. Okay. Um. I think that's all. The, the only other question that I have is that you brought up the subject. So you have your own management that's going to be overseeing the property as far as when it comes to maintenance or, or uh, lease up tenants, overall operations of the, the, the building. Okay. Yeah. Um, the only reason why I asked, cause I, I didn't know if there was um, some sort of separation when it comes to having obviously building, you have the permits to build, but also to oversee and manage. I don't know if that was something that you had to, you know, lease out or go through it, go through a third party. 
you can go through a third party, but uh, in in our case, we're a completely vertically integrated company. And so we have our design team with architects. Uh, we have our GC's general contractor who build it on paper. Uh, and then once we get the certificate of occupancy, then our management team will will take over. Wonderful. And my very last question, then I'll stop bothering you guys, is um, there is, when we discussed prior, there is a location for the residence that's above the building, right? I think that you pointed out that's sort of a breakaway between the two buildings as far as um, like a courtyard. Thing. Three courtyards. What? There's three courtyards. There's three courtyards. That's nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. I think that's all my questions. Thank you. Thank you, Tyler. Um, Amy, I have so more do we have any? Unless you yeah. Go ahead. I was going to check. Yes. Randall, please. Just a very quick question on the CKC side of the, the project, where you've got essentially a two-story parking. How how is the the infill? You've got you know you've got the columns and the floor slab and that, but what what is the infill uh, for that? Is that an open screen or is it an enclosed parking lot or what what's that made up of? Just to make sure that I, I'm hearing that question correctly, when you say the infill, the the garage grates, like where we have the the cutouts to yeah, to the garage, you got, you got cutouts and that type of thing. Just what what exactly is that? Yeah, it's uh, like a mesh grate that that will fill in the the cutouts of of the garage. So, okay. so metal, just wire, just yeah. powder coated wire mesh. That's correct. Okay, so you get your airflow through and that type of thing. That's correct. And that's at both levels. Uh, that is the way that the grade works. You're underground on your lower level at when you're at the south side of the garage. So as you come out of grade, it starts so at 124th. It's a lower level but on the ckc side on the ckc got, side correct anything levels. that's open we we will have the, the grates to open up the garage as much as possible okay yeah good uh, basically my yeah i'm good can i ask a quick question sure um on your exterior finish legend you call up for cedar wood siding f30 but it says colored TBD. What would what would that be? So and that's a big facade on your southeast elevation. That should have been updated with the phenolic. So the phenolic is essentially a, a an engineered wood um, siding that that gives you the look of a natural cedar. However. Uh, you know, natural cedar gets bleached with the sun and where the phenolic panel will, will continue to look uh, natural for, for years. So there's no cedar wood siding? Correct. Okay. And then on the on 124, do you have a percentage of what your storefront to wall ratio is on the pedestrian side? It's right now... Um, 87%. 87%. So there's not enough because right now it's showing concrete wall that's painted. There's not enough concrete wall to really, uh, I'm trying to look for articulation on that wall, but if it's most of it is glass, which is what it looks like, but it's hard to tell. Um, and that might be okay. 
it's glass. I'm, I'm not, I guess I'm not understanding the question. If we're going to have retail there, we have to have the storefronts. Yeah. I'm just trying to look for how much of blank spaces of wall you have, because right now it's just shown as concrete gray painted wall. That That's was, what the finish is called out. The, the issue with the, with the blank wall was facing the CKC and we fixed that with the trellis um, as part of this presentation. Um, no, I'm talking about 124. So if you're showing a lot of glazing, is that what it's going to be in the end? Because the spaces in between, uh, the finish on the elevation shows it as just painted concrete. You have some exposed concrete along that frontage, but uh, again, the majority of that majority of is, is glass. Is glass. All right. Thank you. So I do have one follow-up question to um, the CKC side. Um, I just noticed you actually have a second level, kind of like a terrace that's open. And do you mind showing us that? Way back over there. You actually have uh, quite a bit of amenity space on that second floor that, that looks over the CKC. So in the corner, uh, we have a lounge and kind of a game room that then opens up to uh, a covered but not conditioned space. As he zooms in, you can kind of see that. Leads into another space past that, which is back to conditioning, which is more of a, a gaming room with billiards, um, shuffleboard. Little spot right there that we're looking at. Yeah. The, it's outdoor. Turn My apologies. Um, that's for the residents. It is. Okay. Yeah. So a covered but not conditioned space. That way, uh, you know, they can get out of the elements. Uh, you have some some ceiling heaters in there, so it should be a nice warm space year round. Well, even we last met, we didn't have any of that second floor activated. So now it's all activated. That's great. Um, and so what's underneath there that looks like gray panels? Are are those like for garage exhausts? That's great. Ventilation. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's un underneath that is, is all garage spaces. Yes. All right. Primarily. I mean, but there's there's other amenities and, and areas on, on the ground floor there. So next to or or where the blank wall. Uh, where that blank wall is, what's behind that blank wall? Trash room. Okay. It's and there. and then what's the door next to it? Move-in storage. And then what's on the right, on this side? Side. Yeah. Yes. Here to the trash room. This is the trash room. Okay. All right. Um, that's all I have. So, okay. I think we're ready to have our discussion. Um. Before we we have our deliberation, um, I would like to invite the DRB members to, um, you know, first share their thoughts, and then um, and then we can um, discuss each other's thoughts. Um, so I always like to ask Randall. Oh, okay. Thank you. I'm so glad I've got people talking here. Um, are there members of the audience and the public that wants to um, provide any comments regarding this project? It looks like we do have one person online. 
if you would like to speak, please raise your hand and then we can promote you to panelist. Oh, it is. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, never mind. <laughs> A friendly audience. Okay, um, so now we can really get to the deliberation. Um, uh, let me see. Randall, would you like to start us off? Actually, I'm 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 very pleased with the project, given given the size of the project and the amenity space that you've got. I mean, in a lot of the uh, facilities that we've seen, they've not had this amount of amenity space. And so, uh, when you look at this and you say that that pretty much that whole second floor on the CKC side is some form of an amenity space instead of just parking. I was at first picturing it as your parking going all the way back at that level and coming under, but no, you've you've put that together very, very well. So uh what do you think of the modulation and the articulation? Mo modulation is it's like every other facility. <laughs> Sorry, it I it, it you've you focused on the corners given the size and the mass of the building. You've, you've basically, you've got a little bit different element on each of the corners and then the rest of it kind of it isn't flat or anything. It, it really actually has modulation happening to it, which is, is great. And so I, you know, it's, it's tough when you get that large of a building uh, and that. And so I, I like what you're doing there. And I, you know, I know we brought up the question on what generated your colors. We don't see blue very often, which I think is is great because it's something a little bit different, and and that it yeah it does fit in with the gray Seattle, the Kirkland uh, area. But but I think I I think picking up a little bit different color scheme than what we have seen. We've seen always kind of the traditional colors and this type of thing, and so I'm. Uh, you you focus on the CKC when you've got the amenity space right there. So you've actually got activity going on inside the building, looking out into the CKC and that. And so it's uh, it really fits very well together. And for residents that are using the CKC, it's an excellent, excellent way to be putting it together. Uh, retail space, uh, given how busy, and this is one one thing that I don't think the last time we saw this, you had kind of the plaza down through in front of that, but as busy as 124th is, trying to put, you know, putting retail come right out onto the sidewalk, right to the curb, uh, was going to be very difficult. Yeah. Visibility of of the entities that go into this. I mean, preserving that and making sure that they get, you know, get their signboard and that. And I'm not quite sure what your sign plan is, and I'm sure the city's got all sorts of sign code. Uh, whether you agree with it or not, they they do. But uh, but but it's that plaza running up and down along 124th that actually separates it from 124th with the street sidewalk. Uh, I I really like that idea, and that makes it more pleasant for 
you know, coffee shops or a restaurant or having outdoor seating and that type of thing instead of sitting right out onto the curb. Uh, and some of these other projects, that's kind of what we've done has happened in that type of thing. So I, I'm overall, you know, looking at it, uh, color scheme, uh, landscape, uh, straightforward and that, but you've got a building that is totally four sides and you've had to deal with all four sides. And I do like the idea where you've, you've taken the throughway and and you can't pull off of 124th and go all the way around the back side of the building and you only get to the entrance points and that and I think I think both getting back onto 124 for both sides is going to be better because you split the building in half so they they each have kind of their designated entrance into 124 so I I like the project I I think for being really the kind of the first one on that north side of 124th and that it's a great representation just my opinion thank you um shoshana would you like to go next sure i'll be i'll be brief i'll say that um i like the project i like that uh i will have a place to uh, sit and sip coffee with my frequent visits to Le Schwab with screws in my tires. Um, I um, I like how it treats the 124. I like that there is pedestrian connectivity, which is always important to me. And there is a flow. There is a rhythm of movement around the building. I... Um, so in that sense, I feel like uh, the applicant have done a great job with mitigating that mass and still making it connected and intuitive. I have to say that I am not super excited about the color scheme, but it's not something that I would uh, condition my approval for the project for. Uh, I am also, I, I think that uh, the light and uh, the landscape make it feel more lively and more um, approachable, especially during the gray days and the dark days. And I feel it's very much needed in that area because there is there are a lot of pockets of traffic uh, in the adjacent building. And I, I like the mix and the ratio between the retail and the residential there. So and how it connects to in a way to Totem Lake. So that's my opinion. Roshana, what do you think about the landscaping, especially on the on the street level? and the CKC? Well, overall, I think there is a good balance of kind of protecting and giving a sense of intimacy in such a long facade. Uh, but at the same time, I feel that the distances between the trees or the shrubbery and the um, concrete, raised, raised concrete planters 
they give gradual approach, which makes it less intimidating or less distant and, um, and make it friendly. So um, about the mix of the landscape, I am not a landscape expert to say uh, the details about each plant that there is there, but it looks to me like it is going to work. Okay. So uh, you overall, it's all, it, you have a positive um, assessment of their landscaping. Correct. Okay, great. Thank you. Anything Thank you. else? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, Carla, since you had a lot of questions about their materials, I'd love, we'd love to hear your thoughts and also, if you can speak to the modulation and articulation of the building and the landscaping. Sure. Um, I think that overall, I'm satisfied with what the applicant presented. Um, the material selection really helps uh, breaking up the massing. I think that uh, that's a very effective way of breaking and modulating the building. So um, I think that overall for, for that, I'm I'm satisfied with it. Regarding landscaping, I like that the CKC buffer uh provides more um green area than what it's right now. I think that it's very important. And uh, a lot of people use the Kirkland Cross corridor to um work out ex exercise. So I think that it's gonna be um landmark um area that is gonna be highly utilized by um the pedestrians and the users of building. So I applaud that. Um, I think of the, the tree selection, uh, I didn't have a lot of comments on that. I was just only curious about the, the plans for removing the trees and placing new ones. But uh, once you have uh, explained that uh, to the board, I think of the, I'm um, satisfied and positive that this is gonna be a great outcome for, for the project. And just for street activation, uh, I think that the 124th is going to be pretty active using retail as one of the main uses of that uh, facade. I think that is going to be uh, very attractive, not only to pedestrians, but for also for members of the community that are driving through. So I think that, that that's good. And uh, I like the gesture that uh, the applicant had at the corner in, or intersection uh, that we are seeing right now. I think that the opening it up for uh, more uh, green areas definitely creates a, a buffer. And um, even though it's a huge building, I think that it um, gives a space for, for the pedestrians to have some scale and some perception of what is um, occurring at that area. So I feel positive to um, approve this project tonight. Thank you. And Supriya? So I'm going to keep my comments brief. I agree with everything that's been said. Um, my suggestion would be to look at the colors. Uh, you have a very, you have a seven-story building. And when I look at that color board, it's all dark, very, very dark. You're making that building look very heavy. And if you can introduce some lightness, to those colors, even the shades, if you have a lighter blue or a warmer uh, brown in that phenolic panel, I would really suggest that would help 
make this more uh, not so heavy, much lighter, because you've done a lot of articulation in the in the planes, but the color just makes it very, very heavy. Uh, and I think you can you can play with that a little bit um, to. And that's why I was asking you the question about focus. If there are areas of focus, maybe those are the ones that you highlight. Um, but making them a little lighter, I think, will uh, will help in the massing. You have a building that covers the whole block, um, so color scheme would be would be very. It's a little lighter, I think, will help. I really like the way that you've articulated one twenty fourth Plaza by changing the grade. Because I think it not only helps the pedestrian movement, but also someone driving, you can see the the retail spaces as you're driving. Uh, so it brings them up a little bit. Um, and I thought you also have um, permeable flooring or pavers there. Is that that's what I read in one of the, I don't know if any of you guys but, looked at it, but it mentioned about permeable pavers. And, it's um, a back. Where uh, at the back? It's not at the entry uh, in that plaza area. Okay. Said the fire truck access, maybe? I, I thought it was at like a 124, like, but I could be wrong. Yeah, where? where I know that the, the fire access is definitely a permeable, uh, just to meet the um, percentage permeable over the entire site. I would need to double check uh, to see if that if that material along the uh, retail was permeable or not. I don't believe we're counting it as that, but it might be 50% permeable. Yeah. <clears throat> Plaza really activates that space and the change in elevation um, is very helpful considering how fast uh, people are going on 124. Mm -hmm. So. Thank you. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so, um, Tyler, I know you've been eagerly waiting your turn. Oh. If you wanted to, did you want to go first? Well, no, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so just uh, before I get into my comments, two questions. One, um, do you guys have an estimate of when you guys plan to break ground and an estimate when you think the project will be completed? Uh, yeah, so right now, uh, I'd say probably around August of this year to break ground. Uh, obviously, there's um, uh, other items, you know, with the financial uh, background uh, that we'll, we'll, we're sifting through currently. Um, so we actually have this designed into two phases uh, for fire life safety purposes. So that for the frontage, it's 463 units, approximately uh, 200 of those will be delivered in the first phase. It'll all be built at the same time, but that way we can occupy those first 200 units before the entire project's complete. We're figuring that the build out of this is gonna be roughly 30 months. Uh, so if we can occupy those first uh, first 200 units at around 18 months uh, and then occupy the rest, you know, once it's complete. Got it. Um, okay, and you guys obviously have a plan when it comes to working with other businesses as far as traffic, all that stuff. All right, great. Um, other questions. So the yellow that I see, I like that. Are those supposed to be lights? Do those light up? Or is that the plan? It, just based off of the rendering, right? Mm -hmm. it, they glow a little bit yeah. more from from the color. So, uh, to my comments about the design and color, I actually don't mind. I actually like the colors because 
sometimes when something is a little bit brighter, a little too neutral, it can either stick out or it can also give off that impression where it can get moldy looking over time. My suggestion to make a little bit more pop to it would be to highlight the windows. Maybe you could add like a yellow around there or something that makes that stick out. So the contrast gives more of an attractive peel instead of it, like they said, has a little bit more of a dark finish to it. If you start playing with it, I think that with the colors that you have in play, it could work. Um, also, when it comes to the entry where it says the foundry, I don't know if you guys have that already set, but I would suggest lighting that part up because that gives sort of a attractive feel to it. And also it's not overwhelming with that neutral tone. And again, you know, to you guys as an applicant, I, I know that we put you guys through the ringer. This has been a complicated project or in a very complicated area. So, you know, again, we definitely appreciate you guys working with us and how tedious this has been. So I, I think that this, after our deep discussions that we have, this is really on the right page of where it needs to lead to. Um, I like the design. I know the modulation, again, seems very just like another square, but you guys have a kind of a difficult area to work with. And I think that you gave the best illusion and contrast that you can with the space that you guys have. So I give you guys that. Um, you know, I think that the biggest point, because you're going to have, again, it's going to be another building, another area that's going to be constructed and stuff. I think that a really big selling point is to talk about where the name came from. Make that your vocal point and why you're building it and why it's giving back to the community. Talk about the story with the, uh, the, the, the wetlands area that's there that you guys are reconstructing. That's also going to be a major thing, especially when it comes to the pedestrians. And as far as vegetation, um, you know, I, I, I'm not an expert either. I, I like sort of the mock-up of what we have here. If there's able to add more, great. If you need to take away, that's great. One thing I will say though, I suggest um, just to your fellow neighbor, uh, which are also uh, uh, car dealerships, get a Northwest Palm, plant one right there. It's good luck for them. So it shows that neighborly concept. But other than that, I think that you guys did a good job. Thank you, Tyler. Um, so I actually um, uh, concur with a lot of um, the Design Review Board members' comments. Um, honestly, when I opened my packet, uh, I had the hardest time looking for what's wrong with it. Um, so, uh, you know, reading the staff um, report, um, uh, as as uh, as I was going through their comments and some of the unresolved issues, um, I real you know I my conclusion is you know given what you've done with this uh, project, um, I really don't have a lot of concern like regarding the requirement for a um, vertical articulation for the entire height of the building. I think uh, what you have here is fine, um, given the language and the composition of your facade. Um, I, I do, I, I really have a lot more positive things to talk, to, to point out. And uh, like Randall, um, I'm very pleased to see that you located a lot of your resident amenities along the CKC. And at the second floor, 
Um, and given the height of the trail, it seems like that's where you have more of that eye-level view of the CKC. Um, at first, I was really concerned about all the um, garage-level um, openings because they're they're kind of very utilitarian. But I think that where the pedestrians are on the CKC, what they're going to see it would be more your amenity spaces, which is great. Um, regarding the modulation and the articulation, normally, I, you know, I would be concerned with how large this building is and you've come a long way from our first meeting. And I know we had some major concerns about how you treated your massing. Um, and the 124th street activation, again, uh, very well done. Um, I really like the idea of, um, Put, you know, putting this semi-private public area between the retail spaces and the sidewalk. Um, and, you know, part of me, I, I don't really like planters that become barriers, but at the same time, I think where you're at today, hopefully depending on who your retail tenants are, some of these spaces could be more open. Some, you know, there's enough of obviously opportunities for you to make some side changes depending on what their needs are. And hopefully um, you could provide some larger openings. Um, and then the other thing, this is just a recommendation to, you know, I don't really see a lot of flowers, you know, any kind of ornamental plants and colors, you know, where you have the, um, uh, landscape area next to the public sidewalks, try to incorporate a lot more colors in your landscaping. It would be um, really a good gesture for just anybody who's just walking there. Um, and um, also kudos on the public art. Um, uh, I, I'm very impressed that you are providing basically, you know, this it's it's over two stories high, right? We usually get one, you know, one public art that's maybe, you know, a floor height. Um, so this is definitely wonderful that we're getting something. And I think it is it is actually, you know, a better scale and 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 it really enhances the main entrance to your project. Um it's it's a your wayfinding, the way you've treated your buildings, so where where people can find your entrance. I think um, the way you designed the landscaping, I think everything is very thoughtful in how you are trying to draw the pedestrians into your project. So that's also positive. And um, adding the sidewalk on Northeast 128th, um, Excellent, excellent idea. Um, we're talking about creating a pedestrian-friendly um, city, and um, it seems almost like it should have been one of the requirements. Um, and so I'm glad that you were able to work with the grade to provide that, and at the same time still provide a lush buffer landscaping for your project and the neighboring properties. So um, with that, um, Harandel, yeah. I have one last comment. Uh, 
something that you said in your presentation coming in as to you looked at the facade, the length of the facade, 420 feet or whatever that may be, and trying to break it down into really almost separate buildings. Now, when we get to the color, the color scheme, and then we started looking at that, what's interesting that you've done, and I just I, I want to point this out because it didn't it didn't really click until we really talked about it is, is when you've got a lot of the dark blue or the dark color, you picture frame it in the light color. And so as you look down the length of the elevation, if you look at 124th, you've actually got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different buildings is what I count. Now, there may be nine, there may be seven, but but what you're doing is you're, as you go, and you do this all the way around the building. You don't do it on one side, and then the back side's a little bit different and that type of thing. You've, you've gone the, the length to do that, and so... I see it, you know, at first you look at it and say, yeah, the color board. And when I took a first look at it, it was like, okay, there's a lot of dark colors on here. But the way you've picture framed it and separated it, it isn't a matter that you've blended dark to dark and tried to do something else. You've really, you've really stayed with what you, your statement was, is you tried to break the facade up. And when we talk about articulation, modulation, and all this type of thing, you've modulated it into a series of buildings. Now, if you take this, uh, take a city that's 200, 300, 400 years old, and you get into five, six story residential areas on narrower streets and that type of thing, a lot of them will have either the same facade for a long ways, or you're doing exactly what that is. This is, this kind of has, to me, it looks there's there's a there's a European flavor to this. Uh, some places in France and Italy that I've been that you look at and you can start picking it out, and it's hard to show see where this long building starts and it stops because there's too many looking middle buildings in between. So no, I think uh, it just dawned on me as we were talking about this and as I was looking at it, I was just going like no. There is something you're doing here that is working extremely well, and at least from my point of view. I really like it. And I concur with what Randall said, because even with myself, when it came to traveling into places over in Denver and New York, even in parts of Vancouver, is that what you've done with the contrast is that you've made it look like a separate building, but it's not so abrasive in your face. And the concern sometimes, even though that we're seeing this through a module, we're seeing this through a virtual augmented reality here it's not giving the actual what the eye perception is going to be and you don't want something that's going to be too colorful because it can be abrasive and distracting and then it also makes it look like it's too much then there's too much buildings and people start connecting the dots so doing what you've done by sticking to the tones and then offering that contrast with the perimeters being the the white or the the wood it does give that breakup but it's also gives that it, that it's not something that's going to be too, you know, abrasive into your face. So I, I agree with what you said. And I've, I've seen that too throughout, throughout the country. I just have to say in that sense that I guess this is the difference from the people who grew up here and see that color palette than to people who come from the outside 
and look at that color palette as different. Uh, the rhythm is beautiful and the way the buildings are separated is beautiful. But I do have to stand on my point that it does look a little depressing. But again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, you know, withdraw my approval for that. I just look at that as someone who's coming for more, a little bit happier places. And maybe the rendering does not do justice with the color palette, but to me, it's not happy. It's just not happy. So and yeah. So Shoshana, I know, um, and Supriya, both of you kind of commented on the color being a little too dark. And, um, you know, like Supriya even mentioned that it made the massing heavy. Um, and you're saying that it's a little depressing. So, um, and and this is where Randall, you and Tyler, you know, and Carlos, you can chime in. Um, what do you guys think about, you know, Supriya's you know, suggestion of using maybe a lighter tone of gray or a blue. Um, and and so Shoshana, like, would that help if it was a lighter, you know, sh shade of blue? I think that what it is missing in my point of view is the playful element. What I see is very structured, very geometrical, very organized, and other those uh, whimsical yellow uh, lights or uh, accents. I see it as a very, very big mass with a super harmonious uh, color palette. And I don't really have a place where I'm amused or entertained or seeing it as playful. So if it was up to me, I would have wanted to see a little bit more of um, character, if you will. A little more of, oh, that's the foundry. You know, they had this, or they used this color, or they had that vertical wall, or they had this something instead of just... Um, blending perfectly into the horizon. And maybe that would be a little bit a different, a little bit of a different shade of blue. Maybe that, I'm not sure that gray would play uh, here. Maybe that would be uh, incorporating some wood elements where you wouldn't expect them. But uh, overall, again, it's just my feeling when I look at that. Maybe a little bit more color, a little bit more, you know, a little bit more um, art on the vertical elements. Like, you know, when you do, if we mentioned Europe, when we do travel through Europe, well, we see some incorporation of, like you mentioned before, Amy, flowers. Or we do in a mass like this, right? Or we do see a little bit of a street art. 
or we do see some colorful sculptures, or we do see some water features that you have mentioned before, Taylor, it is for feng shui, but still, like, we see a little bit more fun. And that is the element that I personally miss here. Shoshana, if you don't mind me asking, if you were to suggest a certain color tone, what would that what would that be to, that you think that would show more of a happier, more of a, of a pop to the contrast? Well, I think we can definitely play with the blue. And maybe again, I'm very, I'm heavily influenced by European design. And I know that different tones of blue are very strong now. And more bright colors, more saturated colors. Uh, so I think that if we plant a little bit more, the same blue that they're using, but just a little bit more vibrant, could make it so much nicer. So Soshana, I just wanted to let you know, the board that we have here shows this dark blue is very, very dark than what is shown on the rendering. So just making sure that we're all looking at the same thing. The blue that's okay. shown in the rendering is is more like a slate gray blue. The one on the board oh. here is very, it's it's almost like a blackish blue. So, so yeah, just so you know, yeah. So that that that's the reason why when I look at the board, when I came in and saw the board, I was like, wow, these are all very dark colors. So and you, you could you play with the tone. You see the same contrast that you see. I mean, like in the renderings, I can discern the difference between the dark gray and the blue. But on the board, they're very close. Yeah, right? that's that's that was my point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, But I mean, also I in the rendering, like, don't you think that the blue on the rendering is... First of all, it is close. I mean, it's on. it looks like they're almost on the same undertone and on the same palette, on the same range of uh, family. But I'm just asking, wouldn't, wouldn't it be nicer if we had a little bit of pop? So, so this is just my personal um, take on, on their color scheme. Uh, I'm trying to imagine it with a lighter shade, lighter than even what they're showing here for the blue. I I find that, you know, that, uh, I, I don't know if you call it beige or cream color on top, works really well with the blue that they have now. Um, and Agreed. But you also have dark brown, very dark brown, at least from what I'm seeing. You have very dark brown, and very dark gray and very dark blue. It mm -hmm. kind of throws mm -hmm. me back to the 80s. Well, and then the brown that you're talking about, the beige, isn't really a beige. It's a light brown. Just looking at mm -hmm. the palette here, well, it's not light beige or anything like that. Yeah, and unfortunately, <laughs> and I, but I understand that the contrast of that, because the reason why they're using more of the darker brown, because they do have these lights that are giving a glow. And if you have something that is a little bit lighter, it, it counteracts each other. So it's, it's more of an elemental thing that I'm saying to this versus more of like trying to make a color pop. I mean, I could see with the dark blue that we have here, 
you know, we could we could add more greenage. So let's say more planter boxes on the window sills, offering something like that, or you know, something to to play when it comes to the greenery. But overall, it it just it to me, I feel like they they, they completed when it comes to offering something that does stick out, but it's not too abrasive. So do you think color makes it abrasive? I'm, I'm going I'm to jump back in here. Uh, the test of the test of a project like this, or when you look at this, back up about six feet and squint at it. And then you start to see what's happening with this facade. And we're focusing on, we're micro-focusing on a dark blue, but it's got it's got the light white or the off-white that's framing it. And so you're going to get a different play on that. And it isn't a matter that you're going right from brown to blue. You've got a stark contrast happening there. Now, as they stated, when you when you asked them, I said, okay, what was your color palette or what was your ideas for setting up the color? Well, what you can pick up here is, is the idea for setting up the color is to really have the primary corner that has the foundry on it there at 128th and 124th, it, they, they want it to pop out, but they don't want this thing to jump out and grab you. And that's when you start using lighter colors and you start doing that. All of a sudden now, some of your focal points, you totally lose them, where you've got the dark brown with the yellow. Okay, if we start putting different colors or lighter colors going down the wall, you're going to lose that. So what are your focal points, Randall? Okay, the, I'm just saying that they listened to what they said. They said that they looked at the corners. And when you look at the massing of the corners, you look at the different uses of materials at the corners, they have focused on it that way. Now, they haven't, yeah, in some of the European design, it jumps right out and grabs you. But they aren't doing that. They're doing it by using the white picture frame. And so when you when you look at this and you're going down, they've they've really the articulation and the modulation of this building is fantastic because of the way the color sets up on it. I agree that the articulation is great. I'm talk I'm not talking about the articulation. But, but, but if you but all of a sudden if you try to pull all your attention to where that blue is because you want a happy color or a brighter color. It was just an example. I, I know, but you whitewash the whole project and it all comes mundane. Um, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be mundane. The whole 142 feet or 120, 420 feet of it. And so, so I think what they've done here is they, they've brought your focus very subtly into the corners. And then they brought it along and said, "There's the modulation of this is saying there's multiple buildings, not just one facade. There's multiple buildings, which is great." It, I agree with that. This, this breaks up much better than several a number of the other projects in the neighborhood, and, and that. And so, but their color choice, I, I, I like it because it it works, and I, I guess. It, it to me it keeps it from coming mundane because you need that contrast, you need that white, and you need that dark blue. So you see if that you try, in try to bring if you try to bring the blue lighter or something like that, 
you're going to start losing that. So okay. Shoshana, um, I'm sorry, my dog. Go ahead. Okay. So 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 they do have that yellow that um, you know on the screen. If you look at, they have that one corner where, um, yeah, they have the yellow balconies and little yellow supposedly um, uh, hardy panels. Yes. Um, they're yellow with brown. Yes. Um, would you consider that playful and bright? Yes. Pop, something that pops, okay? Yes, absolutely. Okay. But you would like to see it in more places than that. Is that what A little thinking? bit like hints, a little bit more hints of that. And not like brown and yellow is kind of a... I hate to say that because I don't try to uh I don't try to be rude or anything, but brown and yellow is a little bit of outdated combination it's not, in it's some not area. And here it looks brown. And again, maybe you know, maybe it's the, these are the colors on my screen that make it look like that. And maybe this is why is I was like a warm is it a warm gray? Panel right there. Can you stand up and point to at least the rest of us? Which it's one? A chocolate brown. Okay. So, so it's actually uh, a dark gray. So the building front is dark gray, the same as uh, the gray that we have on the far the... right. These are the same. These this is the same color. Am I correct? Same color as the what fountain? No, under where we have the powder. sign for the oh the foundry sign, there. yes. Yeah, I think it's the same color, right? Yes, I, I don't know if this was a Q and A or if it's just a discussion of well, at this point because we need a little bit more clarification because um you know, um I recognize that like what Supriya noted, what you're showing on your sample material and color board. The colors don't quite match what we're seeing on the screen, right? So, and so it will be, it will just go ahead and answer the question. Yeah, I, I think depending on what monitors you guys have or computers that, that can change, you know, from rendering to rendering compared to the actual materials, which is why I think the planning boards typically ask for the, the, the board so you can see the, the actual color. I think yeah. in this case, you know, we were asked to really accentuate the corners. Uh, which is what we want to do while I think Shoshana, like you said, still have a little bit of fun with the, the overall building. We wanted to keep, you know, uh, a continuity through the entire uh, facade, but really try to highlight some of the corners, like you can see the foundry. And, and uh, as, as Randall mentioned, we don't want that other corner that you can see from that intersection to be the same, because then you're going to lose the significance of the foundry. So, mm -hmm making a little bit different than the entire facade, making it different than the overall foundry corner, which we're trying to highlight, but then still keep continuity. And like you had mentioned, have some fun on, on the overall uh, building. And I, I think uh, Chen Hoen, our, our architecture team has, uh, has completed the task of what this board asked previously uh, and has done this fantastically to tell you the truth. I think okay. if, if you look at all the other colors, you know, within not just 
Totem Lake, but uh, Pacific Northwest, they're all the same. They're all the same colors because oh, I know. Trust nobody me, wants I to know. go dark. So I, I go to sleep every night at nine because of <laughs> the, this color palette. But so, uh, <laughs> so I think we're having some fun here with with this color palette. And I did not disagree. I mean, I totally, I totally comply with the locality of the color palette and the harmony. I'm just stating my opinion. I'm just stating, you know, my dream. If it was up to me, what I would have done, I'm not going to not approve the project because of that. As I've mentioned before, I understand it is embedded in the area, in the buildings we have in front of the street, in the Totem Lakes building, in that kind of um, industrial vibe the area has overall. Uh, so, yes, but this is my personal opinion again. And they have done, I will compliment 100% from the bottom of my heart, about the articulation and the modulation and how beautifully they navigated between this super long building and super long fronts from every possible direction. It's just that the color selection is not to my palette. That's all. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, um, Zoshana. Um, so it sounds like, um, you know, in terms of color, I mean, um, Randall and Tyler is good with um, what's shown on the board, um, on their material and color board. And um, Supriya, maybe with all the discussion here, um, have you, do you have any additional thoughts? And Carlos, I'm gonna ask you next. <laughs> but, like I said, Mm -hmm. that I think if this wasn't a seven story building, I think those colors would have been fine. To me, they they make the building look heavy. I mean, you've got really good articulation in the planes that you've created. You've got your uh, frames that you've created. Um, the corners are very well uh, articulated as well. I just felt like when I looked at that board when I came in, they all kind of are in the same family. And a little bit, the blue, if you make it a little bit more blue than what it's shown here, would just make this building really much, much better. That was my only comment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah, I personally also thought that, you know, making the blue a little, I like the way you put it, bluer than gray, um, because that's what I'm seeing on the screen. I can tell the difference between that and the, the gray. Um, but on the board, they're very, very close. Right. When I looked at it on the PDF, it looked fine, right? But when I came in and I saw it, I was like, wow, I didn't realize it was that dark. Mm -hmm. Okay, Carlos, your thoughts? I think I uh, agree with Priya. Um, the blue is quite dark. Um, maybe um, getting it more of the blue and taking it away from the grayscale would help. And uh, I think, Supriya, you mentioned uh, the wood-like material, maybe to get it into a little bit of a warmer tone, have some contrast. You have the band, the um, dark gray band, and uh, looking at the sample board, the, the wood-like material has some gray in it, so maybe taking it a little bit away from the gray tones and getting it a little bit more into the warm, warmer tones would would help. 
especially because it's a corner um, condition, this, this volume that you have there. So it might just uh, help overall and also to basically catch the attention of the pedestrians or people that are walking through that area. Other than that, I'm, I'm okay with it. I think that the Randall did a good job explaining um, the frame design intent that the applicant presented. And uh, I think it works well. It's just looking at the samples, the blue and the wood-like material could get uh, some help just depending on the material, on the final finish selection, the actual color that the applicant decides to use. But that, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. So it sounds like um, we do have a consensus that um, the board can approve this project tonight, uh, but also maybe um, we 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 should add a condition to um, use a you know a lighter shade of blue and a warmer um, color for the uh, wood like um, material. Yeah. Yes, to match what's in the rendering that we see on our screen. So you're going to leave it to staff to make that selection or approval, or are you saying we'll condition it on these colors and they got to come back and show us? Uh, well, when we condition, we be we be basically just leave it to staff. And we can... plus, we're uh, mentioning that it should be to what is presented I know on the screen. I mean, the, what what you're seeing here on the screen differs to what the actual sample. Are are shown in terms of the color and tone. I'm I'm sorry. Is that a question? Uh, no, I'm just saying that maybe instead of just leaving it up to the staff to kind of like go through that. Uh, Amy, you were mentioning that this could potentially be a reference for the applicant right. or to get the color and the tone that we would like to uh, see. But can you match a render? I feel that's like far-fetched in a little, a little bit. No? It's a paint color, so I think you, you can get close. Mm -hmm. With a phenolic panel, I would say uh, a color match would be very difficult. We can use that as the baseline to try to make it warmer. Uh, in regards to the paint color, I, I think we could use that as, as the base as well and get very close to it. Because if you... If you change the one on the render, you have to change everything else because they're kind of ranging. So I think that matching it to the render will be very aspirational. But I think we all agree we want the blue to be a little bit more vibrant. I don't agree with that. So please don't put me into that that we all okay. agree with that. Uh, well, see, yeah. the, pro the problem we have here is, okay, let's change this color. And... If you've ever participated in selecting colors for a project, you change a color and then the next six colors don't work. And so then you got to start changing the next six colors and then you blow your whole scheme. And then you exactly got to come back why. and try and do it. And and that's, that's where, I, I mean, we need to leave this to the professionals that are building the building and, and that type of thing. And to try and condition this to say, well, change the color of the building and let staff pick it and approve it. I, I don't think that's fair. I think we're asking them to provide the colors that are in the rent. Okay, so then you're asking them to come back to another 
No, I think the rendering is a good way for the staff. But are they saying exactly what we're saying? I, my monitor here, yeah. It's completely I don't know if this is the true code. We're trying to match what this is to what's presented over there in the no, material I, board, I, right? I think, but you, you've got professionals that are working off of that, not off of a monitor, putting this together. And so I, I it's because it is tough. You change one color and the next thing you know, you've got the, the white changes to a little bit different tone and another one changes. So how how much leeway are we going to give them to change the color of the building? I think we're so talking about the blue. That is exactly what I was asking. Yeah. Blue and the phenolic panel. Those are the only two that we... But change them to what? To what's shown on the rendering as close as they can get. We're not saying you have to change the whole thing. I think that is misleading. Well, I think you, you didn't hear me. You change a color. If you've got six colors on a color board and you change one of those colors, you're going to have you're gonna have an argument amongst your designers that, oh, this other color over here doesn't work now because you've changed. And I've been down that rabbit hole. And and it just you know need to let the designers. So Randall, I understand what you're saying. I can even attest that in a, on a personal basis, right? Trying to just choose a pink color for a bathroom, and then it turns out a different color than I what I wanted. Um, but I think what we're trying to say here is because, like, I personally responded positively to the colors that shown on the screen versus what's on their board. What, what we're seeing on the board, the blue there and the blue that we're seeing on the screen is, is but the, a darker. But the, tuning, but the tuning of a screen can change colors dramatically. And yeah. your, screen, your screen can be different than mine because of just the way they're set up. So I, I, that's a hard, that's a hard, a hard judge. This is the judge right here. Okay. And so either we approve this color board or ask them to come back or ask them to come back. Color. color. Okay. So Shana, yes. Yes. Um I think that uh I might have a suggestion that make it might make it a little bit more simple. Maybe we could have that color board with maybe one or two or three options of blue that they station at the city hall. And we just at our free time, come take a look and submit our vote to it or our selection. And that's it. Instead of, you know, trapping staff or approving something that we're not 100% uh, comfortable with, then we could have a few options that look a little bit more uh, what the render shows with the professional eye of the designers of of the building and work from there. Can, can yeah, staff, is that can something staff we make, can do? Can you make that work or is that because we're, that's we're, still, we're a public body? Yeah. And so whatever we do needs to be done in the light of day of the public. And so picking right. colors yeah. and voting um, on it. This has come up in the past before where there have been color, I guess. So, I want to. So, so typically, I, in the past, what, what what's it, what's happened is um, the applicant would provide two or three, like as Shoshana mentioned, two different two or three options. Come back to another meeting. 
the board can look at the materials, the colors in person and approve it then. So that's and it could be a very limited discussion, right? Just colors, nothing else. So okay. I just want to point this out. And I, I remember a very similar situation like this as well. I worked with a startup company or as one of the co-founders of it that was focusing on augmented and virtual reality for architecture and design. And we worked with all of the big names here in Seattle, San Francisco, everywhere. This was something that was brought up with the Space Needle project. And the big thing to Randall's point is that when you start changing colors, it's you have to look at all the different contrasts because it has to all meet and work together. What you're seeing on screen may not be what you see as a naked eye. Even that example right there, once you see it finally built, it could look and contrast based off of sunlight, based off of evening, day, nighttime. It There's gray skies. It's going to be a different contrast. And so it's sometimes having faith in the, the, the architects, the designers, the professionals behind it to see what they're seeing because they have to put that all into play on how that's going to be visually acceptable for their structure. And so even though we see it like this, it could be a different contrast out outside in the, with the out in the real world and the, you know with your naked eye. Sorry, I'm getting a little tired. Um so if the board wants to move forward when it comes to looking at different color palettes, it's all off of a vote for us together, but I believe that we should give faith to the applicant because they've taken the time to put this together and to have them go back and go through all this again. Again, it may not be exactly what we see. We may see something different and it may look more appealing here in a building with fluorescent lights or on a presentation, but it could be totally different from what you see out in the real world. What we see as something, oh, this is warm, out there, it could be, whoa, this is intense. This, this really pops and shows a major separation from everything else. So again, like I said, I think that we should take into consideration, but also take faith into what they have done and put together and taking a point of all those different factors as well. Okay, thanks, Tyler. Um, with that, with what Tyler just mentioned, um, Anybody else, um, Supriya, Carlos, or um, Shoshana? Any thoughts? Um, can we approve this without any conditions? Would you guys be um, comfortable with that? I'm okay with it. You know, just like I said, the colors were just a suggestion because when I when I looked at the the PDF, I was totally okay with it, but it was when I came in and I saw these, it was kind of taken back. Um, I didn't realize they were they were quite different, but but that's why it was just a suggestion, and that's why I asked. Do the logic behind the, the colors that were used, mm -hmm. and my my comment really was just to look at the blue and the phenolic panel because they reflect they they really are your core colors. The other, the other thing you got to consider is this color board right now is under fluorescent light. Oh, I know. And this is this is a board that needs to be taken out. I don't think that's the, that's not the issue. I, it needs to be taken out into the sunshine, and you're going to see a different board. 
was? I think that, as Supriya mentioned, this is a suggestion for the applicant just to take into consideration whenever you do your final color selection. But I'll be okay if we move to approve it. Okay, thank you. Amy? Yes? Before you vote, staff does have a question. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were just looking at, you know, the zoning compliance for adjacent to the CKC. Um, so there were those three criteria, and it sounds like the board feels good with the blank wall treatments and also the garage design. Uh, but we're looking for a little bit more guidance because it's a regulation, it's a requirement, not a guideline. So for that vertical definition, um, wondering kind of the requirements to pull that vertical modulation all through all of the floors. So are there techniques that the board might like to see to be able to accomplish that on those two lower levels adjacent to the CKC? Um, can we see a view of that facade again? As you have really good vertical modulation that's ha happening at the third levels and above, and at the base, you have a very long horizontal element with very little vertical. And because I, my suggestion is because the board is very close, you know, really likes this design. So the question is, what can be done to at least bring some of the vertical elements down below? Do, do we have to bring the vertical elements down? Because a lot, a lot of the code right now is written that, you know, every 70 feet, you got to have a vertical break or something going on. Mm -hmm. And whatever happened to horizontality, whatever happened to put a plinth or a base under a building, and what they've done on the C CKC side is they've actually put a base under the building under that vertical. They've uplifted the vertical and raised it. Now, trying to say that we have to bring the legs all the way down and make, make those one and a half story because the parking kind of drops down in there, uh, fit with the vertical, I I don't, I guess I don't, I, I, there's got to be some sort of break to where you can do something like that. Because I, I mean, the, the project, the uh, assisted living facility down in Juanita, that building was a three-story building and we wanted all this horizontality when that would have been a beautiful building to be horizontal next to the park because of how long it was. But the code wrote that every 60 feet, you got to have a vertical break. And so we're fighting a code that I don't quite understand. And it doesn't allow the architects to really work with what they're trying to do. And so you've got, you've got a separation of function. And so you can show that in the building through the physical design. My, my, my opinion, my impression, but by bringing that vertical down, then it looks like every other one down the block. I personal, and go go into downtown Redmond, the little park in downtown Redmond. You got six story apartment buildings all the way around them. Other than one has gradation color, one's yellow, one's something else, they're almost all the same. And this building here, they have broken it up and given us nine different buildings on a facade. And I, 
feel like we're punishing them. Yeah. So the, <laughs> challenge is, design. the challenge is because it's a regulation, what as a yeah. staff report, we have to show there's compliance. So maybe I guess what we're asking is what, what along the first two levels there is providing some sort of a vertical element that we can tie and say, yep, it, it's continuing. It may not line up per se exactly. Well, that's, that's the thing. You know, the way I see it, the fact that they play with the levels of mm. the building, it provides a lot of relief in the long horizontal line. I mean, if you add the core or color, I feel like it would really, really compromise the design and the floors above it. But the fact that they play with the level and some are closer to us, some are a little further, some are very set back, it 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 plays an important role in the relief of strolling there. Like you're not getting bored. Also, the fact that some of it has outdoor space, some of it has glass windows that are right uh, in front of the street. So you have a lot of playfulness there that is very, very calming and very, very um, beautiful. Staff, is there any um, provision for flexibility or deviations or... Um, no, not really. And that's okay. why we're trying to just gleam from, at least from what's been proposed, are there things that can contribute, or at least we can interpret to say, hey, it does meet this regulation. And so, for example, I'm looking at this, this perspective, and I'm looking at that open air right. area, right? right? And how it's inset. And, and it doesn't have to be I mean, it's just at intervals, right? That that I don't think it needs to be every little vertical. Element. So so like it's going to be like an accent, right? Can so can, power. can something be done to that portion at right. the first and second story where that open air area is, just to differentiate a little bit, and then we can just say how that vertical element is carried through all the way down, because it it just doesn't read that it's separate there. I think we just need a little something to. How about a uh, um, lighting post or a climbing wall or something like that? Could that work at all? Well, it has to be. Actually, lights might work. Yeah, I've seen lights being used before. What What about if they painted it white, like the frame above it? I'll de defer to the applicant on that if that's doable. Or or before that, what if they? Um, add some binds to it and try to use natural elements to break the um, horizontality of those two uh, levels. I've seen it with other buildings here in Kirkland where they add some green walls. So they add some binds to the exactly. concrete. Would a, a trellis surround suffice in that so, rest area? So I was... Some questions, additional. So, you know, um, the garage screen on the, just below the open terrace or open area, I'm I'm sorry, no, covered, you're covered, what you call the, um, what, what was the word you used earlier? 
and program space and something like that. So yeah, wherever you're, I'm just gonna call it a recess balcony. Um, so what's underneath um, where you have your screening for the garage, can you, instead of having the same horizontal, you know, ribbons, follow the uh, rhythm of the windows, the residential windows above, and then just paint the entire thing white? So if you actually look at the the mullions between the windows and um, the garage grates, we're trying to emulate. So those are fine. Those are fine. I'm talking about where you have the opening. The opening is where the the garage grates are, which is where his cursor currently is. No, I'm talking. Keep moving to you mean the, off left. To the left. Yes, where you have the you know what I'm calling your balcony. That yeah, where I think is that like a TV screen or something, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so right below there, since you you have two open big big openings, right? There's no, you don't have the same rhythm as the glass windows in the other amenity spaces. The bottom metal panels, can you? instead use the um, rhythm of the residential windows above? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so you, you want to see like a little transom, make it look like a transom. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and then just paint it white. Would that work? What do you guys think? I don't, I don't think painting it white and bringing it down, uh, I mean, that's going to change the entire facade um no it just draws your eye yeah, to make it yeah. read that's one vertical continuous element all the way down and because that section that bay is actually recessed it seems like a logical you know um interruption in your facade where you could do a different paint color would line up with the white above. Um, I think it would give it an, a, an odd look. The whole thing down and then put the middle part blue just to. No, you don't even need to put the blue, just the white. You, you know, another thought was you have some vertical lights that you've used in the front facade. Maybe you add that in that center column. Is that enough articulation? Um, what if you okay on that on that CKC side you've got essentially three white fixture frames and if you look if you start at the left hand side or the east end and you start coming west in fact you got four counting the very end but is there any way to bring that white down some of these columns and bullions in between to where it almost looks like each of those white picture frames are sitting on legs? A PDF of the, the smittal and not in three dimension, but you, like you're doing now, but if you look at it in the PDF, it almost looks like those spindly legs come down underneath the picture frame. But I I, I get what you're doing. I, I mean, uh, you've got a base under the building 
and I, I I've always had problems with the regulation because it just <laughs> it it stifles the architects because when a horizontal building would work fantastically and probably win awards, we got to go vertical because of a city code or a city regulation. It sounds like a, a green trellis would would work for the city. Um, that would differentiate that space. Would that work for the design review board? That would work for me. I mean, it's the CKC, is the corridor. It'd just be it'd just be that one section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would set yeah. it apart, break that, it up. That, I mean, that seems to be the easiest to define, and that brings everything back, kind of a mushroom, coming back to one central deal. Yeah, I think that that would be a better solution. Just given the nature nature that you are at the Kirkland Cross Corridor and yeah. nature, I mean, you don't want to see something painted white. You want to just see plants, yeah. vegetation. So, I was I was gonna say the same thing. I was like, can't we just offer some sort of vegetation? Yeah, like a green wall. Like a green wall. Yeah. Yep. yep. Would that work, staff? Okay. Thank you. Does that does that work for you? Okay. All right. So um, I guess um, this time around, we're all we're all good with um, moving forward with our um, um, decision to approve. Um, does someone want to? Does the applicant have any questions as to what we're trying to define? Not right now. You guys keep going. Okay. <laughs> we're good. We just all want to get out of here, right? Um, um, anyone I, wants to make the motion? I, I make a motion that we approve the project and continue on. And on the CKC side, that they work with the open area to bring that into a vertical connection with the ground and the rest of the building. And staff will then look at that. And since we know other conditions. Okay. Do we want to specify that we wanted a green wall? Or um, are we saying we've given them se several options and we are comfortable with whichever options? I believe it was some sort of a vegetative vertical element. Right. We yeah. to say that. I would say with the expectation okay. sort of vegetation. Yeah. yeah. Corrected to a vegetation type function or wall. Okay. Okay, good. And uh, anyone wants to second? Second. <laughs> I'll say aye. 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 Actually, we need a roll call for. Oh, okay. Yes. Randall Brand? Yes. Carlos Castaneda? Yes. Roshana Cohen? Yes. Supriya Kelkar? Yes. Tyler Smith? Yes. Amy Terse? Yes. So the motion carries. Um, and um, thank you very much for um, this excellent presentation. And um, we wish you the best and we look forward to your project. Thank you for your patience. Thank you, so thank you. staff. Thank you. All right. <laughs>
Now, do we have any additional items um, after this? Um, administrative report? Administrative items, yes. yeah. So let's see here. I think their next meeting is on February 19th. Yes, but it's canceled because it's a holiday. <laughs> and then um, let's see what I was going to mention. Oh, so we talked about this a little bit last end, end of last year about moving towards like paperless you know, packets and offering you all laptops. Um, Prince, did you want to add anything on that? Because uh, I think we're looking at if the board is interested, laptops with actually larger screens so that you can actually look at the plans, you know, a better resolution and so forth. Um, it would be here. Pardon? Office that would be here in office versus these or ones that we would take? Ones that you would take. Right. So the monitors in front of you obviously are mounted to the dais and they will show just like they are right now. They'll show what the applicant is um, presenting. So in order to view your um, meeting packets, your PDF copies, you would use either your personal laptops or city provided laptops. Um, they would be ones you would take home. We would have laptop bags and so forth. And we were looking into getting larger ones, like maybe 17-inch screens, so it's a little bit easier for you to pull up plans and zoom in and make markups. And when we last discussed it, you had decided that you didn't really need them, you would bring your own. But we just wanted to bring it up again and see if, uh, now that you're here and you see what our setup is for hybrid meetings, if that might be something that you would like to consider again. Yes, let's save the trees. I'm I'm for it, uh, you know, and actually also, especially we can use this as a case study. We're all from obviously tonight from what we've seen, everybody had a different view and a vision. And so at least if we have something that's consistent, that would be possibly helpful. So if the city is willing to provide it, I'm here for it. And I think long term, we're going to have the ability within our software to actually annotate the PDFs and markup and so you could put notes all that good stuff so functionality isn't there yet but we're working towards that at least i i'm good with my laptop i have two or three laptops at home so okay. i don't want another one yep. okay Gary. Yep, that's um, fine. and i have double screens at home so i don't have an issue of looking at on the screen okay. um for now at least i'm good same with me i I don't need a, another laptop, so okay. Good. Thanks. So, Tyler wants one. I just really want a fourth laptop. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I guess I'm the only one who would like to request a city issued laptop. Um, and um, as far as the screen size. Um, can I get back to you on that? Okay, thanks. And Shoshana? Well, I guess if you're going to be home, you won't need one, right? I'm really, yeah, I really don't. Like, I, I, I do see point in what Tyler mentioned, that we all share the same view, point of view. Like, we all share the same color palette when we look at that, especially after today, right? Mm -hmm. To really put that into perspective. But does it worth the hassle? 
I don't know. I'll let my, uh, you know, peers to decide. Either way, I'm looking at a nice large screen <laughs> in at the comfort of my four by four. So whatever everyone decides, I follow. <laughs> and you'll just have to trust us when we tell you it's a brighter blue. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't matter because I will never trust you. So what does it matter what I look at? <laughs> we'll have samples mailed to you <laughs> thank you yes i was just joking all right, all right. Thank, you. thank you that was it okay great anything else and members anything else okay go ahead anyone else who wants to second second <laughs> and with that we are adjourning the meeting for tonight thank you everyone thank you amy